0: Good evening. And I just want to start off by saying this is going to be something I hope to do once a month or so, um, hopefully over four weeks, is to have a, a event like this where I do um, talk about the issues uh, of the day that's facing our world uh, in our nation. Uh, there's been quite a bit of news lately, obviously, with what's going on in Ukraine. Um, our gas prices, um, the situation here at home with COVID, so I'm going to talk. I'm going to uh, touch on all those uh, this evening. Uh, I first off would like to say that um, the situation in the Ukraine uh, it's very unsettling. Uh, needless to say, um, uh, President Putin's actions um, are. Uh, a very dangerous uh, move in action by by the by the president um, I would like to say that um, the entire world community and I'm sure I can speak for not only the United States but um, all the other uh, democracies throughout the world uh, we strongly condemn uh, the action that is taking place in Ukraine and uh, we again repeatedly call for the immediate incomplete withdrawal of Russian troops from ukraine uh, with that being said uh, the rogers administration uh, has taken several actions to put economic sanctions uh, on russia i would like to say that the rogers administration uh, will sign and would sign an executive order uh, that's barring Russian uh, in, Ports of oil, gas, and energy, Uh, and this goes along with the announcement earlier uh, in the year where I announced the resumption of the construction of the Keystone Pipeline. Uh, I think the construction or the the resumption of construction of the Keystone Pipeline uh, will go a long way in decreasing. dependency on foreign nations for oil. Um, the United States has a plentiful supply and uh, we need to bring back dependency or be dependent on ourselves for our, our, our own oil and gas supply. Um, now, I would like to say this though, uh, this is not gonna be a quick fix. By doing these actions today, And within the last month, you're not going to see an immediate drop at the pump, but you will see it happen uh, over the coming months. Um, And honestly, I think this all could have been avoided. Um, This all could have been avoided by simply not stopping the construction. I think those actions uh, by the administration, um, uh, by by stopping the construction of the Keystone Pipeline, um, and and um, all the things that happened at the very beginning, um, those could have been stopped, and they should have never happened. Um, I like to also talk about, um, you know, the Ukraine situation. Not only is it a, um, it's a needless war. Actually, uh, there's no reason that Russia uh, should have attacked Ukraine. Uh, There was no grounds for it. And right now, because of that, we have over 2 million refugees that are fleeing Ukraine. I know that there's a lot of uh, care organizations around the world, around the country, around the United States of America that are actually doing the very best they can uh, to To contribute to the um, ongoing situation in Ukraine, and so um, I do ask that uh, that the American people that we uh, contribute as much we can to this. I know United Nations is doing something. That there's the CARES group that's doing something as well. Uh, these are great organizations that I think uh, can by by us contributing uh, monetarily. I think we can actually uh, make an impact and try to get some relief uh, to the people of Ukraine. Um, The thing about Ukraine, though, is, um, and again, like I mentioned at the very beginning of this, um, uh, I'm calling for the complete and total withdrawal of Russian troops uh, from Ukraine. And if we do that, if we stop today, the damage that has been done by this needless war um, it's going to take years to repair. There's going to be a lot of um, a lot of uh, things that need to be rebuilt in Ukraine. Uh, and so, uh, I think we need to look at at an a package, looking at post-war Ukraine, um, and start th- start thinking about the needs of Ukraine as we get into a post-war phase. I truly hope that that does happen sooner than later. The last thing we want to see happen is this conflict uh, go on and on and on and on. And here's the danger of that happening. Uh, this is a very delicate um, situation we have right now um, between the US, or actually not between US right now, but actually Ukraine and Russia. and. You have NATO nations that are right around Ukraine. And any kind of sign of there being any kind of uh, military action taken toward Russia, uh, being it could be not even attempted military maneuvers. It could be just a military flight in the area, uh, could risk confrontation and could risk further escalation of this war. And so um, I know that Ukraine um, uh, has asked repeatedly uh, for the establishment of a no-fly zone. Uh, Here's where the Rogers administration stands on that. Uh, We do not, and as I mentioned in a statement um, just a a couple of days ago, we do not and will not support the establishment of a no-fly zone. And here's the reason why. Um, It sounds easy to say we need to put a no-fly zone up. But in order to put a no-fly zone up, what you're going to have to do is take out the uh, uh, anti-aircraft weapons on the ground. To take out the anti-aircraft weapons on the ground, you take out Russian uh, weapons. There's your direct conflict between the U.S. and Russia. That cannot happen. I will pledge under this administration, under the Rogers administration, we will not bring arms. We will not bring weapons. We will not bring American aircraft into Ukraine. Now, here's the situation with NATO. And I think we followed this very closely over the last... um, few months. Article 5 of the NATO Constitution quite simply says that an attack on one is an attack on all. So with that being said, um, I think Russia needs to really look at this and be thinking about uh, advancing beyond Ukraine. Uh, There are uh, numerous uh, NATO countries that neighbor Ukraine. And think about the risk because an attack on that country is an attack on all of NATO. And I've said this before the Rogers administration does stand with its NATO allies and will back every inch of ground of NATO territory. Um, Let's go back to domestic here a little bit. And again, I want to talk about. Uh, the Keystone pipeline, and I know that we've we've all felt we've all felt a lot of pain at the pump. Uh, just in Mahomes state of Texas today, gas is over four dollars a gallon. Um, I've heard comments saying it's going to get higher. Well, it's going to get higher because of inaction. The steps I would take under my administration, would cause the prices to go down the key to those prices coming down is to again resume construction of the keystone pipeline decrease our dependence on foreign oil we need to depend on ourselves we have in the past we can in the future There's no reason why we can't do that. Um, And another thing, look at the jobs that would would be created by the resumption of construction in the Keystone Pipeline. Um, I know the latest job reports say we have about 10.3, 10.4 million jobs available. Um, And unemployment rate is around 3.8%. 3.6%. Three point six percent. We're getting to where the I have said I would like to see unemployment unemployment. The, the goal I've had uh, for a while uh, for over the last year, the goal has been three percent. We are around seven tenths of a percentage away from that point right now. It can be done, again by by um, by going back to work. And again, the Keystone Pipeline. Um, Uh, Putting putting those people back to work uh, will be a a good thing and right move in the right direction with that. Now, I know um, that there's been a lot of talk about shifting away from fossil fuels and going to all of electric cars. The thing about that is um, going to all electric cars is not going to happen overnight. Is that you're looking at a, at least a twenty, to thirty year? I think at least a twenty to thirty year uh, time frame on the conversion. And when you do that, and when you shut down fossil fuels, you've got another problem. You shut down an industry. We cannot, we cannot shut down fossil fuels in this country, and under a Rogers administration, that will not happen. We can have electric cars, but this country cannot and will not be 100% totally dependent on electric vehicles and at the same time shut down an entire industry. We won't do that. We simply will not do that. I do want to talk about COVID. And it was almost two years ago to the night that the United States and the world basically shut down. We had a pandemic that was around. We knew nothing, very little or nothing about. And it was a very dangerous um, virus going around. It was killing a lot of people causing a lot of deaths. And so um, we had to to shut down our economies. We had to shut down our country. Now, let's move forward two years. We now have uh, it under control. The numbers are dropping every day throughout the country. Uh, The number of uh, folks who actually uh, had the vaccine has gone up as well. We have vaccine. We have shots in arms. We are on, I think, the endemic part of this. I think, I think we're on the endemic part of this. And so one of the things that's coming up this week, um, and actually right now, tonight, the Congress is voting on a uh, the, budget packet, the budget package, and one of the items that they're talking about uh, is a COVID package. Let me say this, um, that if that bill were to come across my desk with the COVID, pa- the COVID package included in it, I would veto it and send it right back. It is time to turn the page on COVID. It's time to drop the mandates. It's time to get back to living again. A lot of people throughout the country have done that. Uh, you see mass mandates being dropped almost a daily basis. You're seeing case numbers go down. Folks, we've reached the endemic part of this, and I'm not saying for us to be be uh, be dangerous at it, be risky at it, uh, do you know, do careless things, but we shouldn't continue to live in fear. I firmly believe that the mass mandates should come to an end, and they should come to an end as soon as possible, if not uh, by an by a executive action at the state level, by, uh, by a governor counseling the order, or just simply having it run out to its expiration date. Um, I believe that's the best thing to do at this time in this country. Um, and we do that. I think you will see a lot of things take place. Uh, First of all, I think you will see unemployment continue to drop. Uh, And I think with that, you will see crime drop. I think the surge in crime has been a direct result or part of the result of, of COVID. Because we had a shutdown going on, we had people out of work, and there was just I guess I would like to say too much free time on people's hands. And um, it just it just caused a lot of issues. I think that's where our our crime went up. Going back to work, reopening the economy 100%, I think that will resolve the issues and return us to a place um, where we were. We may not be 100% back to where we were two years ago, but we'll be close. I believe we'll be really close on that. Um, and so I think a continued uh, move in that uh, is good. Um, I do want to um, talk again. I've talked a little bit about the uh, budget. And one of the things um, that concern me, here we are in late March, um, and we're still dealing with continuing resolutions. Uh, for those who don't know what continuing resolution is, it basically is a bill that actually allows the government to continue to operate, uh, and it usually is a bill that, that uh, has a 30-day time frame on it, and the government is allowed to operate um, in those in that time frame. And usually, in that time, what happens is the Congress gets together, and they pass a uh, a, a a budget. The federal uh, the the federal government's um, budget is actually set to start October 1st. The fiscal year of the government starts on October the 1st. Here we are in March, and we haven't got that passed. I know Congress is working many long hours. They worked many long out. They worked uh, throughout the night last night. I believe they're working throughout the night tonight to get a package done. Like I said, um, the one thing that needs to come to my desk uh, in the Rogers administration would be a funding bill without a COVID rel- relief package in it. Like I said, we have, I think we've turned we have turned a page on this. It's time to move on. Send me a funding bill without that in there, and we will, and I will get it signed and get it back up to the hill. Now, that being said, we cannot continue to punt the football down the field. We we we've done this four times since October. It is time to get a but a budget pack package uh, put together that both sides of the aisle agree on, and get it get it passed through the both houses and both house and the Senate. Get it down, Rogers administration. I will sign it, and then we will we will get our budget going. Uh, and you know we're just a few months away from starting. Uh, the next fiscal year. So we've got to get this, this year's budget um, done. Um, back a little bit on, on what's going on um, in Ukraine. Um, I know there's a lot of companies uh, that have actually um, have suspended services um, in Russia. Let me say that I am 100% behind that. And I totally uh, believe that is the right thing to do. Um, and here's the message I have for President Putin tonight. I have given the Rogers administration and the world has given you time. And, and it's time to negotiate. We, I've, um, there's been offers to have summit talks. Those have been turned down. Uh, you've had many visitors from, from, other, from other countries come to Moscow to speak with you about this. Uh, it's time for this to come to an end. It's time for this to come to an end. And let me say that under a Rogers administration, that if there is a complete and total withdrawal of troops, From Ukraine, there's a possibility that all the sanctions that have been levied and put in place against Russia would be eliminated. But only, only if there's a complete and unconditional withdrawal of Russian troops from Ukraine. Um, I know there's been a lot of talk about the threat of nuclear war. And there's even been talk among uh, the, the, the schoolchildren uh, asking about World War III and asking about the threat of the nuclear war. Let me say this. And I said this earlier in the month. Americans do not want war. And I firmly believe that the people of Russia do not want war. And so to escalate it and go and and go up to, to the use of nuclear arms, we get into a point in the war in, a, in in this conflict where it escalates beyond a point of no return. We need to ratchet down and return to the negotiating table. Um Russia needs to abide by the ceasefire agreements that they that they agreed to with Ukraine. It seems like every time there's a ceasefire agreement, uh, there's a violation within a matter of hours. Today, uh, hearing the reports of the bombing of a uh, maternity hospital there in Ukraine, just just sickening, just uh, heartbreaking, and and just needless. We did that didn't need to happen, and so. The best way out of this um, for President Putin is just to is just a withdrawal. Now, will he do that? Uh, I don't, th- I don't, I don't think he will. But I think really that's his that's the best way out of the situation. Um, what is there an end game here? Um, I think honestly. I think, honestly, President Putin's backed in a corner on this. And um, uh, it's really, he's really, really limited on where he can move. Um, I think Ukraine would be open to, I think, and I can't can't speak for the Ukrainian government, uh, but I think they would be open to some sort of negotiation. and one of them may be not joining NATO. I know that's one of the things that the that President Putin has wanted all along. It's a promise, a guarantee that Ukraine doesn't join NATO. And I've said all along myself uh, that any sovereign country is entitled to do anything they believe is right for them. And so, while this may solve a conflict. Uh, I still believe, I still believe firmly that any sovereign nation uh, does have a right to determine its own future. I do want to thank you very much uh, again for your time this evening. Again, this is something I want to start doing at least every four four weeks or so, uh, just keeping everybody up to date what's going on in our country, in our world, and. Again, I'm uh, looking forward to uh, doing this again very, very soon and hope everybody has a great evening.